This edition of Renegade Talk Radio is brought to you by MotorBunny.com, which exists to empower sexually creative experiences. The Motor Bunny is a motorized ride-on-top saddle vibrator that vibrates and rotates, giving you the ride of a lifetime. Similar products have been made famous by the Howard Stern Show, but Motor Bunny is committed to making it much more affordable to uh, hop on. Our program listeners get an exclusive $50 off code. So when you check out MotorBunny.com, remember to enter Renegade50 at checkout. That's Renegade50. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, 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 my Renegade Nation Atlanta. And welcome to another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the opportunity of sharing what all those crazy voices in my head are saying on a regular basis. And we've spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other. But in case you're new to the program, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, Naughty Nicole Delacroix. And before we jump into today's topic, I do want to remind all you naughty little listeners out there that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is still growing every single day. We've got a brand new website, and it's so much easier to find all your favorites, so make sure you've got it bookmarked. And check out all the fascinating and provocative shows that are on the website, because I promise you this, there is great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back in with us daily, because you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And hey, you think you're a budding podcaster? Do you really think that you have what it takes to join the Renegade Talk Radio Network? Well, then head on over to the website and sign up and show Master Richie what you got. That's right. Richie's going to show you how to do things right. And guess what? If you've got all the right stuff, well, he might even put you on Renegade. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into today's topic, my little heathens. And on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, well, we're going to look at a holiday that celebrates the most important person in Every single one of our lives. No, I'm not talking about Stan Lee. I'm talking about your mother. That's right. We're looking at the history of Mother's Day. And it's such an interesting and tangled tale. And I hope you sit back and enjoy it. So the history of Mother's Day is actually centuries old. And the earliest Mother Day celebrations can be traced all the way back to the spring celebrations of ancient Greece in honor of Rhea, the mother of the gods. Now, during the 1600s, the early Christians in England celebrated a day to honor Mary, the mother of Christ. And by a religious order, the holiday was later expanded in its scope to include all mothers, and they named it Mothering Sunday. It's celebrated on the fourth Sunday of Lent, you know that 40-day period that leads up to Easter where you give up the thing you love the most, whatever. And Mothering Sunday, well, it honored the mothers of England, those wacky Brits, we love them. 
During this time, many of, of the English poor worked as servants for the wealthy. And, as most jobs were located far from their original homes, the servants would end up living at the houses of their employers. On Mothering Sunday, though, the servants would have the day off and were encouraged to return home and spend the day with their mothers. And a special cake called the Mothering Cake was often brought along to provide a festive touch. I'm guessing it must have been chocolate. Okay, maybe just mine. As Christianity spread throughout Europe, the celebration changed to honor the Mother Church. You know, the spiritual power that gave them life and protected them from harm. Yawn. Over time, the church festival blended with the Mothering Sunday celebration, and people began honoring their mothers as well as the church. With the passage of time, the practice of this fantastic tradition ceased slowly. The English colonists, well, they settled in America and discontinued the tradition of Mothering Sunday, well, because they just didn't have a whole lot of time for it. In the U.S., Mother's Day was loosely inspired by that British day and was first suggested after the American Civil War by social activist Julia Ward Howe. Now, Miss Howe, who actually wrote the words to the Battle Hymn of the Republic, was horrified by the carnage of the Civil War and the Franco-Prussian War. And so, in 1870, she tried to issue a manifesto for peace at international peace conferences in London and Paris. It was much like the later Mother's Day Peace Proclamation. During the Franco-Prussian War in the 1870s, Julia began a one-woman peace crusade and made an impassioned appeal to womanhood to rise against war. She composed in Boston a powerful plea that same year, generally considered to be the original Mother's Day proclamation, translated it into several languages, and distributed it widely, all before the advent of the Internet, right? She went viral. In 1872, she went to London to promote an International Women's Peace Congress. She began promoting the idea of a Mother's Day for Peace, to be celebrated on June the 2nd, honoring peace, motherhood, and womanhood. In the Boston, Massachusetts area, she initiated a Mother's Peace Day observance on the second Sunday in June, a practice that was to be established as an annual event and practiced for at least 10 years. The day was, however, mainly intended as a call to unite women against war. And it was due to her efforts that in 1873, women in 18 cities in America held a Mother's Day for Peace gathering. How a rigorously championed the cause of official celebration of Mother's Day and declaration of official holiday on that day. She held meetings every year at Boston on Mother's Peace Day, and took care that the day was well observed. The celebrations, however, died out when she turned her efforts to working for peace and women's rights in other ways. Howe failed in her attempt to get the formal recognition of a Mother's Day for Peace. Her remarkable contribution in the establishment of Mother's Day, however, remains in the fact that she organized a Mother's Day dedicated to peace. It's a, it is a landmark in the history of Mother's Day in the sense that this was to be the precursor to the modern Mother's Day celebration. To acknowledge Howe's achievement, a stamp was issued in her honor in 1988. 
it should be well to remember that Howe's idea was influenced by Anne Marie Revis Jarvis, a young Appalachian homemaker who, starting in 1858, had attempted to improve sanitation through what she called Mother's Friendship Day. In the 1900s, at a time when most women devoted their time solely on their family and homes, Jarvis was working to assist in the healing of the nation after the Civil War. She organized women throughout the Civil War to work for better sanitary conditions for both sides, and in 1868, she began work to reconcile Union and Confederate neighbors. Anne was instrumental in saving thousands of lives by teaching women in her mother's friendship clubs the basics of nursing and sanitation, which she had learned from her famous physician brother, James Reeves, M.D. In parts of the United States, it was customary to plant tomatoes outdoors after mother's work days, but not before. But it was Jarvis's daughter, Anna Jarvis, who finally succeeded in introducing Mother's Day in the sense as we celebrate it today. Anna graduated from the female seminary in Wheeling and taught in Grafton for a while. Later, she moved to Philadelphia with her family. Anna had spent many years looking after her ailing mother. This is why she preferred to remain a spinster. When her mother died in Philadelphia on May 9, 1905, Anna missed her greatly. So did her sister, Elsinore, whom she looked after as well. Anna felt children often neglected to appreciate their mother enough while the mother was still alive. And then she intended to start a Mother's Day as an honor of all mothers. And in 1907, two years after her mother's death, Anna Jarvis disclosed her intention to her friends who supported her cause wholeheartedly. So supported by her friends, Anna decided to dedicate her life to her mother's cause and to establish Mother's Day to honor mothers both living and dead. She started the campaign to establish a national Mother's Day. With her friends, she started a letter-writing campaign to urge ministers, businessmen, and congressmen in declaring a national Mother's Day holiday. She hoped Mother's Day would increase respect for parents and strengthen family bonds. As a result of her efforts, the first Mother's Day was observed on May 10, 1908, by a church service honoring the late Mrs. Reeves Jarvis in the Andrews Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia, where she spent 20 years taking Sunday school classes. Grafton is the home to the International Mother's Day Shrine. Another service was also conducted on the same date in Philadelphia, where Mrs. Jarvis died, leaving her two daughters, Anna and Elsinore. So it was more of an homage service for Miss Reeves Jarvis than a general, general one conducted in honor of motherhood. Nevertheless, this set the stage for the later Mother Day's observance held in the honor of motherhood. Following this, it gained a widespread popularity across the nation. The Mother's Day International Association came into being on December 12, 1912, to promote and encourage meaningful observances of the event. Anna's dream finally came true when on May 9, 1914, the Presidential Proclamation declared the second Sunday of May to be observed as Mother's Day in honor of mothers. It was here in the first observance that the carnations were introduced by Miss Jarvis, Anne, the daughter, not the mother. 
large jars of white carnations were set about the platform where the service was conducted. At the end of the exercise, one of these white carnations was given to each person present as a souvenir of Mother's Day. All this was done because the late Elder Jarvis, well, she was fond of carnations, as most moms are, and that's why it's one of the favorite flowers of Mother's Day. From there, the custom caught on, spreading eventually to 45 different states. The first Mother's Day proclamation was issued by the governor of West Virginia in 1910. Oklahoma celebrated it that same year. It stirred the same way in as far west as the state of Washington, and by 1911, there was not a state in the Union that did not have its own observance for Mother Day. Soon, it crossed the international boundaries, as people in Mexico, Canada, South America, China, Japan, and Africa all joined the spree to celebrate a day for motherly love. The Mother's Day International Association, well, it came into being on December 12, 1912 to promote and encourage that meaningful observance of the event. And starting from 1912, Mother's Day began to be officially declared a holiday by some states. Anna's dream, well, it came true in 1914 when President Woodrow Wilson declared the first National Mother's Day as a day for American citizens to show the flag in honor of their mothers whose sons who had died in war. The House of Representatives in May of 1930, though, unanimously adopted a resolution requesting the President, his Cabinet, the members of both houses, and all officials of the federal government to wear a white carnation on Mother's Day. On May 7th of 1914, a resolution providing that the second Sunday in May be designated Mother's Day was introduced by Representative James T. Heflin of Alabama and Senator Morris Shepard of Texas. I'm guessing they were both mama's boys. It passed both houses, and on May 9, 1914, President Woodrow Wilson made the first official announcement proclaiming Mother's Day as a national holiday that was to be held every year on the second Sunday of May. He asked Americans to give a public expression of reverence to mothers throughout the celebration of Mother's Day. And he, and he stated, and I quote, now, therefore, I, Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the said joint resolution, do hereby direct the government officials to display the United States flag on all government buildings and do invite the people of the United States to display the flag at their homes or other suitable places on the second Sunday in May as a public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. And issuing a Mother's Day proclamation has since then been a convention. Nine years after the first official Mother's Day, commercialization of the U.S. holiday became so rampant that Anna Jarvis herself became a major opponent of what the holiday had become. While honored for her part in the growth of the holiday, Anna Jarvis's last life was miserable. As the observance of Mother's Day enjoyed increasing popularity, new dimensions came to be added to it, and this made Anna disillusioned with her own creation. Though the original spirit of honoring the mothers remained the same, what began as a religious service expanded quickly into a more secular observance leading to giving of flowers, cards, and gifts, and poorly made breakfasts in bed. And Anna was just unable to cope with this changing mode of expression. 
Now, in 1934, Postmaster General James A. Farley announced a stamp to commemorate Mother's Day. The stamp featured the famous painting, Arrangement in Gray and Black. The painting was a portrait of the mother of James Abbott McNeil Whistler, or as we know it, Whistler's mother, an English artist. It was brought in to the United States as part of an exhibit in the year of 1934. And Mother's Day continues to this day to be one of the most commercially sex- successful U.S. occasions. According to the National Restaurant Association, Mother's Day is now the most popular day of the year to dine out at a restaurant in the United States. The occasion is now celebrated not so much with flags as with gifts, cards, hugs, thank yous, and other tokens of affection. Again, hence the badly made breakfast in bed. While many countries of the world celebrate their own Mother's Day on different days and at different times throughout the year, there are some countries such as Denmark, Finland, Italy, Turkey, Australia, and Belgium, which also celebrate Mother's Day on the second Sunday of May. In some countries, the the appreciation lasts for two whole days. And in the U.S., we usually give it about, well, 20 minutes and then, you know, mom has to make breakfast. All right, my dear sweet listeners, we need to drop in on our sponsors and maybe check out a little music. You're still listening to The World in My Eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. So go grab me some flowers, some candy, and some cards, you know, all for mom, and meet me back here after the break. Fellas. Didn't get what you were hoping for from Santa Claus this year? Looking to add a little spice to things in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about an adventurous new adult toy or movie? Well, then we have an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to toysforpleasure.vegas and, for a limited time, you'll get 20% off store-wide and we'll even throw in free shipping for any order above $100. And no, we're not teasing. So check out toysforpleasure.vegas today and use special offer code BABE69 upon checkout and make sure all your adult fantasies come true with toysforpleasure.vegas today. Remember, Use offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, to receive a 20% discount on your entire order. And gift the gift that Santa forgot to give this year. And welcome back, Renegade Nation. And if you're just tuning in, well, this is the world in my eyes, and I am your hostess with the mostest, Naughty Nicole, and today, well, I'm talking about yo mama. Well, yo mama, my mama, and really everyone's mama. (laughs) Not, not really. Let's just have another look at Mother's Day around the world. Happy Mother's Day. Feliz Dia de la Madres. Furaha ya mama siku. It doesn't matter how you say it, the sentiment is all the same. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, we love you. You are the center of our family, and for that, we are grateful. Mothers are celebrated in many countries on different dates and in many different ways. While Mother's Day traditions and customs may vary, everyone knows how important it is to honor moms for everything that they do for us all year long. So, here's a couple of fun Mother's Day traditions in a couple of different countries. And we're going to start with our brethren, the Brits. That's right, 
In the UK, Mother's Day is celebrated on the fourth Sunday of Lent, and it's called Mothering Sunday. During medieval times, poor families often sent their children off to work as domestic servants or apprentices to rich families. The rare day off was traditionally granted during the Lenten season so they could worship the Virgin Mary and visit their home, or Mother Church, and their families. The children would often pick flowers to give to their mothers and bake special cakes called mothering cakes or simul cakes. The holiday even used to be known as Refreshment Sunday because the strict Lent fasting rules were put aside for the holiday. Today, Mother's Day in the UK is celebrated pretty much the same way as it is in America. Flowers, cards, gifts, and, you know, the occasional bad breakfast in bed. So let's move on to Brazil. Oh, yes. In Brazil, Mother's Day is one of the most commercial holidays celebrated, second only to Christmas. Brazil commemorates this special day on the second Sunday in May with special children's performances and church gatherings, which often culminate in large multi-generational barbecues and oh, so much food. Oh, yes. And let's talk about Germany, Muttertag takes place on the second Sunday in May, unless it happens to fall on Pentecost, in which case it occurs on the first Sunday of the month. Yeah, okay, somebody do the math for me because I'm going to just need a calendar for that crap. But in Germany, the giving of Mother's Day cards is extremely popular. During World War II, Mother's Day traditions took on political significance as the day to acknowledge women for producing children for the Vaterland, or Fatherland. Medals were awarded in gold, silver, or bronze based upon how many children were in the household. After the war, it assumed a softer feel, with the giving of gifts, cards, and flowers, as well as festive meals earmarking the day. And now let's look at Japan. Mother's Day is celebrated on the second Sunday in May and is symbolized by the beautiful carnation which represent the gentle strength of mothers who are revered in Japanese culture. Children draw pictures of their mothers in school and sometimes enter them into art contests. Like most other countries, Mother's Day is a day of pampering for mom. Kids help take over the household chores, have a special family meal like sushi or eggs, and give their mothers red carnations or roses and cards. And what about Down Under? What do the Aussies do? Well, in Australia, they're another country which relies heavily on the giving of carnations or other flowers is is Australia, where Mother's Day is celebrated again on the second Sunday in May. Chrysanthemums are also a very popular floral choice because mothers there are called mum. Aunts and grandmothers are also acknowledged with gifts because in Australia, lots of service events are held around the holiday, with many organizations holding events to help raise raise money for women's causes. That's a good way to put that to work. And in Peru, the concept of a commercialized Mother's Day is a Western evolution, but many cultures worldwide do things to celebrate their mothers in small and in large ways, from rituals to special treatments at special times, including pregnancy or childbirth. Peru is no exception to that rule, where Mother's Day is celebrated the second Sunday of May with gifts, chocolates, and joyous family meals. In Peru, children often give their moms homemade items, which are reciprocated with gifts from them in turn. 
Peru's indigenous Andean population, however, also celebrates the gifts of Mother Earth, or Pachamama, in early August. Pachamama is an ancient mythological goddess beloved by many indigenous Andean populations. Mythology cites Pachamama as the cause of earthquakes and bringer of fertility. Her special worship day is called Martes de Chala. And let's look at France. Fête de Mer takes place in late May or early June, based upon Pentecost again. Somebody get me a calendar. It didn't become an official day of celebration until 1950, though, and it was originally declared a holiday by Napoleon. On this day, like in the United States, moms relax, relying on their children to cater to their needs and do chores that they're going to end up having to redo because none of us really know how to do them. Gifts are given, and sometimes short original poems are recited. Oh, the French. A large celebratory meal ends this relaxing and enjoyable day when mom gets to go back to work and clean up the mess that we made, right? <laughs> now, how about Ethiopia? Yes, Mother's Day is celebrated at the end of the fall rainy season as part of a three-day Antrost festival dedicated to mom's when the weather clears up and the skies empty of rain, family members come home to celebrate with a huge feast. Daughters traditionally bring vegetables, butter, spices, and cheese, while the sons bring meat of various types, including lamb or bull. These will be included in a traditional hash recipe, and singing and dancing is shared by all the family members, like in the Ethiopians. All right. And let's talk about Serbia, another country which needs three days to fully acknowledge their mothers and the spirit of family is Serbia, where Mother's Day actually takes place in December and is part of a series of holidays including Children's Day and Father's Day. All three holidays take place on consecutive Sundays and, well, they require a lot of rope. I'm going to just let it sit there for a second and let your little evil minds go where it goes. Because my mind went there too. <laughs> so on Children's Day, children are tied up and must agree to behave before they are unbound. On Mother's Day, it is the mom's turn to be tied up. I don't know about you, but if I was a mother, I'd pretty much want to tie up the father. Because that would be great for Mother's Day. Okay, that's just me. Anyways... She gets tied up, where she will remain until she supplies yummy treats and small gifts to her children. Now, I had a question about that. If she's tied up, how can she supply yummy treats and small gifts? Okay, let's not think too much about it, because apparently the Serbians have this all figured out. And then last but not least, it's finally Daddy's turn. The dads are tied up with rope until they give their families Christmas gifts. Now, I like that. Tie a man up until he gives me a gift. I like it. And then, of course, at that point, everybody eats because there's always food when it's Mother's Day. <laughs> and last but not least, we're going to look at India. In the culturally diverse India, a westernized version of Mother's Day is celebrated on the second Sunday in May, where Indians reflect upon the importance of mothers in their lives and the sacrifices that their mothers have made. However, Hindus in India celebrate the goddess Durga, or Divine Mother, during a 10-day festival called Durga Puja in October. 
Durja Puja celebrates the triumph of good over evil and is earmarked by gifts given to friends and families, as well as feasts and celebrations. The celebrations may vary, but the emotion and love that ties family together is the same the world over. Mother's Day, no matter how or when it is celebrated, simply serves as a reminder of all that moms do for their families every single day and the honor that they deserve because of it. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. And I do thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you take some time to reach out to me because I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix, or you can even email me at NaughtyNicoleRenegadeTalk at gmail.com. And on that note, well, that's all the time we have for today, my darlings. And I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta, and don't forget to catch me next time. Until then, well... I think I'm going to be a little bit selfish and celebrate my mom. So, Mom, thank you for not leaving me on a doorstep or feeding me to a shark or selling me to the circus because I know those were real possibilities. So, thank you for loving me. See you next time, my precious little heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.